Welcome to Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. In today's episode, we take a trip across the Pacific Ocean to Alani, Disney's vacation resort on the island of Oahu in Hawaii. Leslie, a two-time visitor, breaks down everything that myself, a potential visitor, might need to know when thinking about whether to take a trip out to Alani. Find old episodes of the podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, connect with us by emailing us at DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, tweeting at us at WDWDeciphered, or liking our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. Also, if you have the time, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from Ads Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So um, for today's episode, we are going to take a bit of a detour, uh, about a 10-hour flight detour from Boston, where I reside, uh, to talk about Alani, which is Disney's resort in on the island of Oahu in Hawaii. I know that we normally talk about uh, Walt Disney World, but from time to time, we like to look at the other Disney properties that are out there. Like we've looked at Disneyland before, and you know, I'm hoping to do a Disney cruise discussion sometime. But selfishly, my wife and I just put a trip on the books to Hawaii for next year uh, with our entire family uh, on the way to Asia, hopefully. Um, And so, you know, I wanted to pick your brain, Leslie, because I know you've been to Alani twice, just about Alani, what it is, whether it's worth the $10 billion that's going to cost me to stay there if we decide to stay there. So uh, why don't you start by telling us, you know, what is Alani? Let's let's do this like uh, we do our regular hotel impressions. Just tell me, what do I need to know about the resort? Kind of what defines the resort? So, I mean, the easiest comparison to make for people who know Disney World is the Polynesian. It is a South Pacific themed hotel, and it's located, like you said, on the island of Oahu, not too far from Honolulu Airport. So this one is actually in the South Pacific, though. It is. That makes it pretty (laughs) Not around the Seven Seas Lagoon at uh, Florida in a swamp. But yes, but it's, it's, I'd say, more luxurious in some ways than the Polynesian. I mean, you you know how much I love the Poly, but um, this is meant to be a standalone property. There's no theme park that goes with it. There are no additional really things around it. it. It's the resort and all of the things that come with a really high-end Hawaiian resort. So it's it's different than a theme park vacation by a long shot. But theming wise, I think you know you can you can get the impression pretty quickly uh, that it's of what it's all about. And uh, they definitely embrace the Hawaiian, but but not in the tacky tiki way that Disney sometimes does. I mean, they've made a very big effort to tap into authentic Hawaiian culture and be respectful of that. And uh, so I, th- I think that makes it a little bit more of a Hawaiian vacation than just a Disney vacation. Yeah, I was reading Robin from Lux Recess, which is a website kind of dedicated to kind of more luxury travel you know, it's Four Seasons, Ritz Carlton. That's the that's the way Robin rolls. Um, and I was really curious about her kind of review of Alani because I know that she's on record saying that resorts like the Polynesian, the contemporary, basically deluxe resorts at Disney World are not worth it, and that she would rather stay at you know the Four Seasons in Orlando for that same type of money. Um, and she also was talking just a lot about how it seems like Disney really kind of tapped into the Hawaiian culture and did it in like a respectful way and, you know, made the resort really feel like it's 
almost like Hawaiian first and Disney second. It's like, uh, I think the way she said it was like, it's like Mickey's on vacation and he's at this resort on vacation, but it's not like his place. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think that that's actually some language that Disney has used himself, that it's Hawaiian first and Disney second. And I mean, I think anytime a major corporation comes into Hawaii, there is pushback and, uh, you know, Hawaiians have a really rich culture and the hotels in general, not just Disney are, are being more respectful of not appropriating that culture for their own financial gain. Obviously they are making money there in Hawaii, but, but it, it feels more authentic than I was expecting after, you know, growing up as a kid, going to the Polynesian in the eighties, that wasn't authentic or, you know, watching the Tiki room. Um, I do love it, but not authentic. Yeah. So um, I was actually talking to my friend who lives in Honolulu, and she said that Alani is actually in Ko'olina, which is about half an hour drive uh, away from the city. And she also said that it's the kind of area where people go and they just kind of stay there. Um, it's not like you, you know, I, I know when we stayed in Honolulu um, years ago, we kind of took various day trips around the island. So how did you actually get from the airport to Alani, and I know you went twice, so I don't know if you did it differently the two times. Yes, we did it differently the two times. Um, the first trip, we actually rented a car at Honolulu and uh, drove ourselves. We actually rented DVC points, which I know we'll probably talk about in a second. So we had free parking at the resort. resort if Otherwise, you have to pay for parking. So it was much more efficient and cheaper to rent a car and park for free and then have that to drive around the island, which we did not do. Um, as you probably can guess, we got we got sucked in by Alani and we didn't want to leave. The second time, we actually just took a cab because at the time, um, Uber and Lyft were not allowed to operate at Honolulu Airport. And in fact, that changed the week after our vacation. They've been operating there since um, I think around December of 2017 now, and that change just became permanent. So you can also book a shuttle through Aulani. They let you do that. So you have somebody to meet you and, and take you over. And that's about the same price as a cab. But I, I have to say that I'm, my guess is that Uber and Lyft is now the way to go if you can solve the car seat problem for families with young kids, if, if you don't want to rent a car. I've read that too. It sounds like the kind of place, and actually, like I said, my my friend uh, in Oahu, she said most people who go to Koalina, any of the resorts in Koalina, do not leave. Um, and I apologize to any Hawaiian listeners out there if I'm butchering that name. Um, you got it right. That's my understanding as to how it's pronounced. All right, good. Yeah, so I, I'd like to know, like, kind of what about Alani kind of sucks you in and just makes you feel like um, you don't want to leave? Like, what are activities there, you know, or what did you find yourself doing every day? Yeah, th- there really is a lot for, I mean, like many Hawaiian mega resorts, they make an effort to have things to keep you busy all day long. I mean, the biggest draw at Aulani is the pool area, which is much more than a pool. There's, you know, there are two water slides. There is a small splash pad for toddlers called Keiki Cove. There's a bigger sort of splash and play playground area called Menahuni Bridge, which is for, I'd say, toddlers, preschoolers, elementary school children. They can, you know, run up, uh, climb up a, you know, splashing ladder and then slide down a slide and that was like my daughter's favorite thing to do when she was there, when she was almost four years old. I mean, we could not get her to leave Menahuni Bridge. So you can really just spend days by the pool, but you're not doing the same thing. And, and there's also a lazy river. Um, you can uh, 
right around the, and tubes around the entire sort of water area in the middle of the resort. So we spent a lot of time at the pool. I mean, that was, that was a big hit. There's also, of course, the beach and, you know, it's easy to get pool chair, uh, or beach chairs there. There are some free things to do. Um, you can rent also a paddle board for an extra fee. So, I mean, that, that, that in and of itself, I mean, if you're going to go all the way to Hawaii and you're not going to spend any time at the pool or the beach, then you're missing out. I mean, that's part of the, the part of the joy. Yeah. So here's my question. Like, I think, you know, one of the reasons why we drove to so many places um, when we were there and wow, I'm realizing that that was like basically 10 years ago because it was the summer that we got married. I think one of the reasons why we went is because we stayed on Waikiki, but like the beaches were so crowded and there was just kind of like so much going on. And it was just more interesting to like drive up to the North shore, um, you know, go to the other places in Oahu, um, you know, Dole Plantation stuff like that. Because frankly in Waikiki, there was just a huge crush of crowds. So at Alani, um, I guess when you went, were there a lot of people and were you there like kind of on peak times? Like, you know, obviously if you're there in like the middle of, February or something, probably there weren't crowds, but um, what did your impression for what the crowds are like at the pool and beach of Alani? Because I would love to stay at my hotel's pool and beach if they're not insanely crowded. Fair enough. No, I mean, I don't think anything in Koalina is Waikiki level. I have not been to Waikiki, but I have seen the photos and my husband has. So we have kind of deliberately avoided that Hawaii experience. And we've been to a lot of other Hawaiian islands and, and resorts there. Um I would say I went both times at pretty low periods. Uh, the first trip I, I went during maybe the first week of March, which was pretty dead. And actually, the resort was still under construction then that the the final wing had not yet been built. So the occupancy, of course, was lower because the rooms weren't there yet. And then the second time I went was last November, November 2017. And we started at the our trip on Veterans Day weekend. So it was high se- high season, I guess, because... Oftentimes on those holiday weekends, locals will, you know, get by one night and and come in and take advantage for two full days. So we did have a little bit of crowding that very beginning of the vacation, but the rest of it was not. I have heard from people who go during the summertime or who go during Christmas week that the crowds can be overwhelming and crushing. And um, the biggest problem that I think some people have those weeks is that Auntie's Beach House, which is the kids club, can sometimes fill up. So we only had that experience one time on both of our vacations where we couldn't just drop our kids at the moment we wanted to drop them. And it was it was a bummer. And it made me definitely think that I, I'm not sure I would go back during Uber high season because I, I don't like having to plan my Alani vacation to the you know minute the way I plan my Disney World vacation. And that might be more necessary if you go at peak, peak times, but the area itself is not crowded. I mean, you're not going to see a lot of people on the beach. You might have to fight for a pool chair uh, at those, you know, more crowded times, but you know, it's, it's not the crush of Waikiki. It's, you know, let's put it in perspective. All right. Well, that sounds okay. Considering that we're probably going to go in July, but if we do go, <laughs> but, uh, we may have to come back and revise this episode, Joe, yeah, after you it. go during <laughs> peak season, Expect trip report August 2019. So you can uh, be on the lookout for that episode. So outside of, you know, the pool and the beach, you know, I know there's a lot of different activities. Like I know there's a luau, um, you know, kind of break down what are other things to do, you know, when you're tired of uh, laying out in the sun or swimming in the pool. 
Yes, most of what I've talked about so far is are the activities that are included. And, you know, Disney or Alani is really not a, an all-inclusive, but in some ways it, there are a lot more things that are free to do once you get there um, that, you know, will save you money, even though the, the rooms themselves are quite expensive. But in terms of the extras, the things that you can add on, the luau is the big draw. That is fairly new. It's only been around uh, two years, I think. And it's called the Kawa'a Luau. And it's really quite well done. I mean, Disney did all of its research to try to be respectful of the traditions and the dance. And we had a grand time. We actually, we, we, I was a guest of Alani on my second vacation, just full disclosure. And so they gave us the VIP tickets to go in and, and, you know, get the primo seats and you get early access and you go in and, and there are people doing Hawaiian tattoos or, you know, art and the kids get to participate and sit down and get excited about what's coming. And then the, the food's really good, but it's an expensive ticket. I mean, that is something that people need to know and budget for, but I do think it is money well spent. And, uh, I would, you know, I, I feel like if you go to Hawaii, especially if it's like a once in a lifetime vacation and you don't do a luau, you kind of missed out. So a budget for that. Um, the less expensive splurges, uh, I guess would be one thing I really enjoyed was, was rainbow reef. It's a saltwater lagoon that's actually right around the pool area where you can go in with snorkel equipment and swim with fish and you'll spot little menahuni which are these mischievous uh, hawaiian folklore creatures you know under the water and that's a lot of fun I, I, and that's not super expensive you just rent the rent the snorkel equipment but uh the, you know that's that's really the the other thing that people do if they do leave the resort most often is go to pearl harbor because that's not very far from Aulani. If you know your uh, geography of Oahu, the Honolulu airport is sort of dead center south of the of the uh, island, and Pearl Harbor is slightly to the west of the airport, and then further west is Koalina. So it's kind of in between the airport and Aulani. So a lot of people do tack on that. I have not yet, but I really want to eventually. Yeah. <clears throat> We've been to uh, Pearl Harbor, and it is... Um sobering to say the least, um, but it is definitely uh, worth a visit. So I assume that the luau comes with food and that partially offsets maybe the price since you're going to have to eat anyway. But outside of that, you know, what are kind of the eating options there? It's not an all inclusive, right? So, and it's sort of, it's not like, you know, if you're not getting off property, where are you eating when you're at Alani? Yes. So there's quite a few uh, restaurants located within the resort the fancy high-end restaurant is called Ama Ama, and it's located within view of the beach so you can see the sunset, and you definitely need a reservation for Ama Ama for dinner, not necessarily as much for lunch. And it's pricey. It, it, when Aulani first opened, when we went the first time, it was pretty poorly reviewed, and we actually skipped it on the advice of a lot of friends who had been. And we went to it several times on this last trip, and it's improved dramatically and definitely think it's worth at least, especially if you're going to have like an adult night out, if you're going to drop the kids at the kids club and go have a nice romantic dinner, that's the place to go. The other must eat restaurant I would say is Makahiki, which is the character meal. And they have that for breakfast. They have a breakfast with, with Mickey and auntie who plays music on the ukulele and, and, you know, gets the kids up and out of their seats. It's a buffet. And there's also a dinner at Makahiki and it's only a few nights a week. It's called Minahuni 
Madness, I think. I think that's the name of it, if I'm remembering right. And we actually were very pleasantly surprised by that buffet. We did both on our last trip. The buffet's really extensive, a lot of like seafood, crab legs. If you have kids who are going to eat like one slice of pizza, you're going to be spending a lot of money for it. But as adults, we felt like we got our money's worth and had a little bit of a decadent meal. Um, and, you know, you, of course, get the the benefit of the character photos and the characters coming to your table. And those were the two big hits. And then, there, you know, lots of places you can grab quicker snacks, cheaper snacks. Ulu Cafe is kind of Aulani's quick service restaurant. And the poke bowl there is super popular and well-reviewed. And then there's a shave ice stand where you can get shave ice in the shape of Mickey ears. And that's a cheap snack that we got every day. I mean, you know, when in Hawaii. Um, yes. Shaved ice. That high caloric intake thing for people who are saving money. Right. <laughs> you can share it, Joe. You split the calories. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is I don't have any money to go to any of these restaurants. So I'll just eat shaved ice all day. You're going <laughs> to... You can absolutely afford uh, Lulu Cafe, I think, and yeah, no problem. That that was not that was not super expensive. And then the other thing is, there actually are several restaurants that are quote unquote off property that are within walking distance. There's a little shopping center across the street where we went to often, and there's a restaurant called Monkey Pod there that's excellent and not shockingly expensive for Hawaii prices. And there's a market you can get some groceries. That's one thing we haven't talked about is that. You know, you can get a room at Alani that is a villa that has a kitchen and you can cook for yourself and save some money that way. Yes. Although, Lisa, time of recording, the cheapest villa that I can see is $934 a night. So we'll see how much money you can actually save cooking that way. Holy moly. That's it because you're going in July, Joe. Yes, you know, I know, pull your kids from school and take your own advice and then you can save a little money. Ah, see, that's not the why that's not the reason why I can't pull my kids from school. Uh, I am pulling my kid from school for another trip, but that's for another time. Yeah, so that's good to know. I was actually curious whether like Alani is, you know, I think sometimes these resorts are like so secluded that you can't go anywhere else. Um, So it's good to know that there are things within walking distance. And we should also note that, yes, I'm sure Alani prices are high, but Hawaii prices in general are high. And so, you know, it's always just relative to where you are. Yeah, that's right. And and I mean, at least for me living in California, I can get to Hawaii incredibly cheaply. I mean, we've had some round trips that are $300 um, lately from Northern California. Obviously not as cheap for you coming from Boston, but for a lot of people who are going to Hawaii regularly, they're fine splint, sp- uh, splurging on a resort because the flights actually can be incredibly cheap. Yeah. No one likes a braggart, Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's all I have to say about well, your three hundred dollar <laughs> round trip flights to Hawaii. So, well, I will I will be jealous of your cheap flights to the Caribbean because anytime I want to go there, it's a thousand dollars. So, yeah. you know, it's all relative, Joe. You go to the Caribbean and Europe, and, and go Europe, on your Disney cruise you and Europe, and I'll I'll go to Hawaii and you know cling to my one cheap flight in the South Pacific. All right, all right, fair enough, fair enough. What are uh, you know? I guess um, let's end off with. You know, what are just kind of some tips or things that you think people who are visiting Alani can't miss or must know before they go? Well, I hinted at it earlier. Uh, there are DVC, Disney Vacation Club, units at Aulani, and you can rent those from the resort directly, the villas that have the kitchens and things like that. 
Or you can rent those through a company like Days Vacation Rentals or even direct from an owner and save a lot of money. So that's something that a lot of people like to do if they want to get Alani on the cheap. It's harder to do if you're going high season because the availability just isn't there. But we did that our first trip. And I think we had a studio villa for about, and this was a couple years ago at least, but I think it was about $300 a night. And that also had free parking. So that was downright cheap for Hawaii. Generally, at a resort as nice as Aulani. Prices are not that low anymore, but you you again can save you know sometimes a couple hundred dollars off of the rack rate per night um, for some of these villas. So that's that's something I would definitely recommend. And I think also uh, we talked a little bit about Auntie's Beach House, which is the kids club. But I, I have to say, I mean, it's it sets the gold standard for kids clubs. My kids adored it. My daughter was just begging to be dropped off every chance she could, she could, you know, forget the beach, forget the pool. I want to go to the kids club mom. And they, you know, it's super secure. Uh, you do need to register your children in advance and they do have some, some additional paid activities that you have to, that you might want to book, especially if you like are planning a nice dinner out with your significant other and you want to make sure that you have a spot in the kids club if you you if you make a reservation for some of these preset programs then you then you're guaranteed admission so that's a, a good trick to use if you're going at one of those peak times is you know maybe pay for the upgraded program or make sure you get one of the free program reservation times when you really want to uh, have some time without your children. I'm just, uh, I'm just <laughs> the, laughing internally because you know. I'm just thinking about my six-year-old daughter being upsold on like a massage or something at Andy's Beach House and myself <laughs> getting a bill for hundreds of dollars. There's no I massage. Know it. it's, just, it's just funny the concept of like, hey, don't you think your parents want you to go on a shell hunt for a hundred dollars? Sign here. I mean, I know, of course they don't do that, but that would be pretty funny. Yeah. That's an SNL skit ready to be written. <laughs> No, totally. Well, I, having just, I was just in Hawaii myself, not at Alani uh, last week with my kids. What did I say about Brandon, Leslie? Charge- go ahead. Your daughter, right? <laughs> I had a family member get married there. Uh, no, my daughter figured out how to room charge things. So when I wasn't looking, she would like sneak over to the pool beach bar and, you know, like sign her name and like charge the room. And she even learned how to tip. Oh, so, boy. you know, I guess. Oh, boy. That's, that's, that's Watch what, out, you know. Oh, boy. This is going to be you in a few years, Joe. That's tough. All right. So uh, enough about uh, tweens and how they use all our money. Um, and that's just our kids in general. Before we get out of here, what is uh, one Disney do or don't that you have for Alani that you can leave us with? So my Disney do is something that we haven't mentioned yet on this episode. Do book a spa appointment if you have any passing interest in spas. The Lani Vi Spa at Alani is just amazing. And they have this really cool hydrotherapy garden outside where you go to these different showers, I guess, for lack of a better word. And the, and the uh, water type is different. Like some is a, you know, a big gush of water. Some is a, a sprinkle of water and it's different temperatures. So it's just really cool and unique. And of course, being a nice spa in Hawaii, it's incredibly expensive. But and I, I don't do spas on most of my vacations, but this is the place if there ever was one to book a massage make some time to, to, you know, go to the hydrotherapy garden and sit in the hot tub. That is money well spent at Alani. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for um, making me want to drop tons of money that I probably shouldn't be doing uh, at Alani next summer, hopefully. I'm looking forward to your report, Joe, especially with, with three kids in tow. 
Yeah, we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. We're definitely uh, we're pretty much 100% going to Hawaii, so the question is uh, whether we can make Alani happen. But um, you know, I think we I have some uh, family negotiating chips to play, so I might use those to make sure we get this trip on the books. All right, you heard it here first. Thanks so much, Leslie. Um, so, you know, other than that, we just uh, want to say thanks so much for listening. Uh, if you're enjoying what you're hearing, please uh, drop us a review on iTunes. You can connect with us, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com. Thanks to those of you who have emailed in with topic uh, ideas and, you know, really hope to get to those. And uh, we really love those because that's th- less for us to think about so that uh, you can come up with our topic ideas for us. Other than that, Leslie, I will see you next time at Koalina. Thanks, Joe.